When everyone's on the same page, getting things done at work is easy. No matter what you do or what industry you're in, how you communicate is key. Everything you type is equally important to collaboration, and Grammarly can help. Think of it as your AI writing partner, empowering you to communicate effectively and efficiently so you can make a bigger impact in the workplace. 96% of Grammarly users say it helps them craft more impactful writing. And as the gold standard of responsible AI, Grammarly is your secure AI writing partner that allows your team to make their point and move faster. By understanding your writing and context, Grammarly provides relevant, personalized suggestions. And with tone suggestions, you can navigate even the most difficult work conversations. You can also save time from spending hours editing drafts to just seconds with one click. Sign up and download Grammarly for free at Grammarly.com slash podcast. That's G-R-A-M-M-A-R-L-Y dot com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Thanks for listening to CarCast on Podcast One. Hey, it's Rob Riggle. And Sarah Tiana. And you are listening to Riggle's Pit. Yeah, and a ham horn. And uh, we have a new <laughs> podcast available on the Apple Podcasts, PodcastOne.com, and the Podcast One app. If you love the show, share it with a friend and leave us a rating and review. Every Thursday, we're going to sit around and we're going to talk about the things that really excite us, like life, comedy, sports, a lot of sports. Uh, Ourselves. A, lo- a lot of Sarah. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Kim Jong-un. <laughs> yeah. Uh, whatever. It's going to be a lot of fun. I hope you join us. Get it on. Got to get it on. The Trisbee Monday. Get it on. Thanks for tuning in and thanks for telling a friend. We love that about you. This is CarCast. I'm Adam Carroll and that's uh, Matt the Motorator DeAndre over there. Hello. Matt, fresh from New York <clears throat> City. Yes. Uh, it was warmer there than it was here. Interesting. I mean, it was cold, but, you know, a few degrees warmer. Yeah. Oof. Yeah. It was, yeah, it was uh, cold here. I like yeah. New York. I haven't yeah. been in like. Since 2005. Yeah, I like New York too. My problem with New York the last, I don't know, eight times I've been there is I think like the last eight times I've been there, I've been there for less than 24 hours. Yeah. And it's just like, it seems like such a waste, you know? It's like, um, Alec Baldwin wants you to come in and do match game. It's like, I'm in Texas. Okay, but could you fly from Texas to New York? Well, I got to do a podcast on Tuesday. Oh, they can fly you in. You'll get there at 10 o'clock on on Monday night. And uh, you film on uh, Tuesday until 3, and then you have a 545 flight out of JFK. You'll be back in L.A., and it's like, I've – you get to L- you get to New York. It's the greatest town in the world. You're there for 13 hours. Yeah, it seems like such an incredible waste. This was, this was kind of a trip like that. I mean, I flew out. Uh, <clears throat> actually, I don't even know what day it is now. Tuesday, <laughs> Wednesday. Uh, I flew out. I guess uh, Monday morning, and you know, five hours to get there. Three hour time difference. You get there. You 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 Uber over, you get a car over to a, a hotel, and then you're it's it's dinner time. So you that right. was that was the only time that I was like, all right, I'm going to go do some New York stuff. I I got on a subway and I went up to Midtown and I grabbed some dinner and walked back and 
and that was it. It was like the five mile walk back in the middle of the night was about all I got to see everything. But uh, but it was fun, and it was a it was a nice walk around. The next morning, they just pick you up, you go, you do a thing, and then you go right to the airport and you come home. And I, uh, you land at midnight. Yeah, we're <laughs> trying to uh, figure out our car schedule. There's so much to do. I got uh, the guys from um, uh, Goodwood trying to wonder if we come out there, race out there, if we ship the car out there, then they'll... Yeah, but what car qualifies? Or are you talking about the hill climb? Well, the Goodwood guys said they're having their, like, founders meeting or club members meeting or something like that. They wanted the 935 out there. (laughs) (laughs) The funny thing with the 935, which is um, we decided to do the plugs and the wires. Yeah. The wires are pretty cracked up. It's like pretty bad shape. Like when you take the, the plug wires or the coil wires or whatever it is. And you bend them, you just lots of cracks. They, they yeah. seem worn. So, uh, you know, it's one of these things where when you're working on a car or anything, but a car, you want to establish a baseline. Like what what isn't the problem? So it's like right. when, when I would buy a used truck back in the day, I'd go, all right, I have my used truck. Let's change the oil let's probably drain the fluids you know out of the radiator put the new radiator uh fluid in and then i would mostly oftentimes go i'll get uh a rotor a cap for the distributor and uh and new plug wires it was a four banger dotson you know all 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 in um $37 for the oil, for the plugs, for the wire, you know, change the plugs, change the wires, change the rotor, change the cap. And that way I know that's all good now. Now, if it's missing or sputtering or something, I can now muss with the carburetor, but I I know what it's not because I've just got a baseline set here. So we said, um, why don't we uh, just do the cap, do the rotor? do the wires on the 935 Porsche and do the plugs. And so, of course, then it turns into there's no caps. There's no mm-hmm. rotors. We found a guy in uh, Dusseldorf, but he has the rotor. It's 400 bucks. <laughs> you know, it's like the rotors were not the brake rotor. Yeah, no, 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 the no. rotor. Yeah. Yeah. And then the caps, 500 and then whatever. But it's a used cap. And then you get into... They make an aftermarket cap and rotor, okay, okay. but it goes with a new distributor. Well, you got to buy the whole distributor. <laughs> like, well, that's not really aftermarket. It's not really it's aftermarket. Just, well, they make their own. Why don't they just sell? They make it, why don't they say they make a distributor for the nine thirty five? That'll work. So I had this funny conversation with Sean at the other shop where I go. So he ran into him yesterday. He's like. We couldn't find the spark plugs. It's a wild, weird spark plug of this 935. Couldn't find him anywhere. Blah, blah, blah. And then he goes, um, he goes, uh, hey, I found a spark plug. I found a company that, that repops these or makes these spark plugs. And I said, good. And he goes, it's $109. And I go, 109 for for six? And he goes, no, they're 109 a piece. Yeah. And, I, and then I jokingly said, I said, well, good thing it's a six. It's not a V12 like all my Lambos. And he goes, 
It's a twin plug. It's a twin plug. And I go, oh, yeah. That's that's, that's six. And uh, that's 12. And then it was funny. Then I yelled at him because he goes, it's it's a flat. V, it's a flat sit and i go fucking sean do you don't think i know what do you think i think what do i got i got a w w12 yeah. back there or something i know it's a fucking flat six yeah. now i know it's a twin plug i forgot yeah. it was a twin plug so yes i, I like will. that he was easing into it though it went from 109 dollars to 1300 dollars for all of them for, for the spark plugs <laughs> and then the rotor yeah. in the camp he found a guy to germany yeah for a thousand bucks or something something <laughs> insane yeah hey that was uh, way more than my first pickup truck cost that's why not everybody has a 935 (laughs) i guess not and it's a weird plug have you seen the plug yeah it's a weird any plug it doesn't have it doesn't come out it's like you you have to the i don't know the electron or whatever it's called the 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 half bridge that goes over the top that causes the spark that's all in yeah it's flat it looks like somebody took a plug and smash it on the table so yes it looks i mean like you took the end of it and smashed it um also when we got the rotor sorry when we took the distributor cap off and we got into the rotor the rotor was like broken so we can go over the other shop and talk to those guys about it but the the long and the short of it was when I was talking about racing that car and I was talking about it, it kind of felt like it was down on power and not really firing on all the cylinders and blah, blah, blah. Something was the, the rotor and cap, but especially the rotor, the rotor was like cracked or like a piece of it yeah. busted off or something. So I don't think it was hitting all the cylinders. Yeah, that's probably what it was. We were trying to figure out if it was, you know, a boost issue, turbo issue or not, but... uh uh, I'm actually kind of glad it's 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 cap and rotors and plugs and hopefully that that fixes it because uh, even though that stuff is expensive, I'm sure it's cheaper than whatever else the problem could be. <laughs> yes, now I can sleep at night. <laughs> All right, so uh, Daniel Boyer is uh, coming in. He's the director of sales and marketing for uh, Vanderhall Vanderhall Motorworks. They have uh, he brought one of his. Uh, vehicles out there it's a three-wheel vehicle kind of uh i don't know what they call those slingshots who makes those now can-am polaris polaris Polaris. yeah slingshot what's can-am make they make something too yeah that's a oh they make a i forgot the name of it they've got the like the motorcycle thing with the three wheels that you sit on like a motorcycle oh right 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 that's uh can-am spider Spider. yeah can-am spider right this is uh, different than those. Very cool. Out in the parking lot, uh, we just looked at. Uh, we just looked at, uh, at it. It was out here there in uh, Provo, Utah. So we'll talk to him in a couple of few. Uh, what do you got going on in uh, in your life, Matt? Car wise. Uh, well, <laughs> we uh, we I got a, a 2018 Mustang GT coming in soon to test drive, or the yeah 18. Coming mm-hmm. in pretty soon, um, which will be which will be fun. They bumped up the power in that thing. They keep nipping and tucking a little bit. I think it's about four sixty horsepower now. The Mustang. See, amazing how they is turning from- into a, a very nice vehicle. 
one of the things they've done that's been nice with the car aesthetically is they've taken that rear end and slanted it backwards, yeah. and it looks much better yeah. with the kind of raked back rear end. The rear ends of those cars look a lot better than they did a few years ago. It's got a great profile now, that car <clears throat> from the side. It's got a good profile. A great line. They did something bold and innovative which is they took the fucking antenna off the front <laughs> fender and they moved it somewhere that was a bold yeah. innovative move that um well i mean sure volkswagen jettas did it 20 years <laughs> earlier but it, it takes a while to change yeah. you know what i mean on my 93 cobra you saw that i shaved that thing off the front fender i didn't even really hook up another antenna yet i was just like whatever i just listened to a Bold and innovative. A bold design. <laughs> it's like cue. since I'm doing a little paintwork anyway, might as well just shave that thing right off the front. Yes. So it's not whipping around in your the uh, uh the, the Mustangs and then listen, I don't want to be a douche. I feel like my relationship with the Mustang needs to be sort of like my relationship with other people's kids. So it's just, I don't love them and I don't hate them. They can kind of earn however I feel about them. They're little troublemakers. Then they're, yeah, I'm yeah. going to feel that way. And if they're good kids, then I'm going to feel that way. And Mustangs were kind of little troublemakers for a long time. I mean, I've been around since, you know, the Mustang 2 and or the Cobra 2, you know, like, and those were pieces of shit. And like yeah. when I was like, 16 i was like what a pile of shit that car is and then they kept you know turning into the 5.0 and the, all that kind of stuff and i each time i would kind of look at him and go it's a little better still a piece of shit it's like a little better and then it goes still a piece of shit and then they got into the next one like the fox body one with all the fake fucking vents like the fake vents and the rear fenders and the fake vents on the side and i was like What's with all the fucking fake vents? And they're like, "Hey, it's the new Mustang." Like, you have a why? Why do you have plastic stuck onto the outside of the fenders? Yeah, it like the ninety four to like ninety something six or something doesn't go through. And they'd be like, "Oh, we got uh, it's got a it's got a V eight in it." And I'd go, "Yeah, but the antenna's in the front. The interior's kind of shitty, and there's a bunch of fake vents stuck to the outside of it." And I go, "Well, okay, now they are." evolving into a really cool piece and definitely if you're working if you're having a, a bang for your buck conversation the mustang's got to be in yeah, that now conversation there, right? now yeah and even their sure. hotter models like their gt350 and stuff like that and there's a new gt500 coming out which is Apparently going to be the GT350 engine with a supercharger. We'll see if it has the same flat plane crank and stuff like that. So that's going to be pretty interesting. But, yeah, now it's a good car, but it's twice the price of when I bought mine in 93. You know, but I guess everything kind of is. Cars are just expensive these days. Yeah, <laughs> I don't I don't know. I, yes, they are, and I don't know how it works, and I don't know what the uh, what the kids are doing. My My feeling is – if I was uh, young and poor as, as I used to be, I'd probably just wait for something to be a few years old. My my problem back in the days, I never had any credit. So the, the, the working construction is kind of like living here, kind of like a day laborer or something, like an illegal alien. Like we never had right. – no one had credit. No one had credit cards. No one had any – I bought a sofa on time. And I had to have like my grandma like co-sign for, for it. For a sofa? Something. A sofa. Yeah. Yeah. It was leather. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. Re yeah. Real leather? All the way? Front uh, and back? Yeah. 
and I, I had to like make payments on the sofa. Like it was, a, it was that, that's how I was like establishing credit. But I couldn't buy. It always drove me nuts when I would see the when I would open the back of the newspaper, and that's where they had like Miller Nissan, and they'd have like eighty six Nissan King Cab truck, you know, with the uh, air conditioning and power windows, and they'd have a thing of like. Your payment is ninety nine dollars a month. Yeah, for a brand new King Cab Nissan eighty six with a three liter V six in it, and I remember like looking at it, going, "I could pay ninety nine dollars a month." I'm sure this is a scam, and this is one truck because <laughs> underneath it, they'd have the VIN number of the one truck that would be gone. You know, if you got there, <laughs> but I'd be like, "I'm sure I could pay ninety. I could swing ninety nine dollars a month and be riding in in luxury." In this yeah. Nissan pickup Power truck, windows and air, probably just air. But you'd be the five talk speed, of the construction side. I, I'd that. be the bell of the ball. <laughs> but I could never go into Miller Nissan and fill out any paperwork because they'd want past employment and pay stubs yeah. and stuff like that. And all I was doing was wandering around. Got to bring Granny with you. I'd have, <laughs> <laughs> literally. I, I I I would I would like have. People, and how much was the couch? Thirty nine dollars a month. <laughs> At a certain point, I just borrowed like I think it was like five thousand dollars from like the B of A in North Hollywood, and my grandparents co-signed. I don't know why my grandparents. I think my dad's such a fucking loser. He couldn't do it. I probably wasn't didn't talk to him, but like my grandparents like co-signed, and I'd have to pay them back like forty five dollars a month for six years or something, and and I would always get late on the payment, and they would always contact my grandparents, <laughs> and I'd always tell them, "Don't just give me the notice, would you?" And my grandparents would always be pissed off, like we got another letter from B of A. Yeah, you owe them. You owe them now eighty one dollars. You know, it was like a big deal. Like, who's going to pay that eighty one dollars? We're not going to be on the hook for eighty one dollars. It was like it was a big, big deal. Did uh, right. did uh, did Granny come and repossess the couch? She's like, "Don't make me take the cushions off that thing. <laughs> you want those cushions back? You better make a payment." I'll tell you what you guys should do. Forget <laughs> about repossessing cushions. Castrol Edge, designed for consumers who demand the best performance from their cars. Tech advances have made their engines smaller, made our engines smaller, more powerful, more efficient. We're always talking about that. Everyone with the CAFE ratings, everyone's going down yeah. in displacement. They're going up in power because they're turbocharging, they're supercharging. Engines today produce pressure up to 10 tons per square centimeter. That's a lot of pressure, man. So you need Castrol Edge. It's just a thin film between the metal. And that's the difference, man, between blowing up an engine and sailing off into the sunset. Castrol Edge formulated with fluid titanium technology, three times stronger against viscosity breakdown. Yeah. The leading full synthetic. All right, let's get our guest uh, ready. Let's get Daniel ready, and we'll talk to Rich, 56, from Pittsburgh. Rich? Hey, Adam, how you doing, buddy? What's going on, man? Not much, brother. How are you? Big fan. Big Thanks, fan. man. What's going on? Hey, nice job on the uh, winning documentary for uh, Paul Newman, really. Good work. Hey, watch winning the Race in Life of Paul Newman and watch 24-Hour War as well. People like that. Yeah, I got to check that out, but I was really impressed. You did a really good job with that, man. So, Well, I, uh, I don't like to talk about myself and or brag, but people, <laughs> people like the 24-Hour War 
every bit as much and even a little bit more sometimes. So check that out. Anyone listening? I will definitely check that out. Got a question about your Jeep Patriot? Yeah, you know, it's, it's not as uh, compelling as a, as a sofa, uh, <laughs> but I'll give it a shot. Yeah, it's hot sofa but, talk. Um, I, <laughs> so, never mind. Anyhow, um, so I've got a 2012 Jeep Patriot that I bought. You know, I've had it since it's new, really. So I've Sorry. had transmission issues <laughs> yeah. forever in this thing. Are you familiar with the CVT? I, it'll, yeah. I, I've, all I see is, is Jeep Patriots from behind on the freeway, and I go, what the fuck? <laughs> Who builds that car? Why would you do that to a car? You know what? Who does those taillights? Is that the X taillights? Uh, actually, it yes. should be a Patriot. What the fuck is right? Yeah, yeah, I think. Yeah, yeah that's I, the like, new I, I, I go, think the twenty twelve the, the handles. Who does door handles that way? What year is this? <laughs> so yes, that's what I think when I see those are the thoughts it right. brings right. out in me. Yeah, but yes. But now we know well, who would buy yeah, one. Rich from uh, Pittsburgh. Yeah. Uh, yeah, there you go. Well, actually, they're they're pretty popular around here. But, but yeah. you know, it, it's got a. Sense. I don't know if you look at anything online. It's got. Pretty bad. It's a CVT, the constant variable transmission or something like that, I think is what it is. Yeah, but isn't but, it trail um, rated? <laughs> yeah, if it, this if one it, is if not trail rated. On no, it's not. Oh, uh, it's not if, trail rated. Well, that was your problem. If you just buy the patch, though, and stick it on, is it then trail rated? Oh, trail rated. Yeah, that's all they do with the factory. They just stick a badge on it, so go trail rated. All right, sorry, well, Rich. Sorry. Everything, right, we're done making fun right, of your yeah, ride. Yeah. What, what's, what's up with the CVT? Oh, you know what? Well, it, <laughs> that's pretty funny. Anyhow, the CVT is a really kind of a POS, but it's it's ever since I've had it, it really is sluggish. It chugs a lot, and I've taken it to the dealer four or five different times. In fact, I just came back from the dealer within an hour ago. And now the fact that it just ran out of warranty, now they're suddenly finding shit wrong with it. So they want to start throwing money into it. Right now, this guy wants to rip apart the clutch, so it's a thousand bucks. Whereas yeah. before, the last five times I took it in, nothing. Oh, it's fine, and it's yeah. not. It is. Definitely hey, sluggish. Yeah. How about you take that thing to an independent mechanic, you get it running, I mean, you get it working, you sell it, and you step up to a Honda CRV. Now, that's a lot of <laughs> that's a lot of rig. If you're driving a Patriot, you step up to either RAV4 yeah. Yeah. or front-wheel drive Honda CRV so you're not the fucking laughing stock of Beaver Falls. But the best part is there's no you know, one really making, know. You know, you're, yeah, D- Damashek uh, drives one of these, too, doesn't he? <laughs> he, loves, he loves Pittsburgh. And listen, Permantis, sorry, overrated, man. I've been hearing about Permantis. fucking lutely dude. They put the french fries on the sandwich. You're like, oh, big whoop. All right, sorry, Rich. I, get that thing running and get rid of it. I, I, I don't, wouldn't want to drive around a, a, a Jeep Patriot, would you? And if it's coming undone, it's coming undone. It's Especially time. not when it's trail rated. Yeah. I'm out. Daniel uh, Boyer is here. He is the uh, sales uh, director of sales and marketing for uh, Vanderhall Motor Works. Good to see you, Daniel. Happy to be with you, gentlemen. That is a nice uh, ride you have out there, the Vanderhall. What are we calling? Is that one the uh, Laguna? This one's the Venice. So this is named after uh, one of your places where you live down there in uh, Venice Beach. So paint us a picture for those listening. What does this thing look like? So Vanderhall kind of took a stole a bunch of cues from uh, F one. Uh, you know, kind of uh, the Morgan feel, um, the uh, MG feel, just uh, Roadster, open wheel Roadster. We we prototyped for about uh, six years, and it wasn't until we took the body off. 
of one of our prototypes that we finally kind of decided we found something that was timeless and, you know, kind of fit within the groove that we wanted to move forward with. And, and that's, you know, that's kind of what we've, we've come up with is something that's open-wheeled, uh, wide open, no doors, just kind of jump in and, and go. So um, it's three wheels. We got yep. two wheels in the front. Yeah, it's uh, one in the back. It's got a one point four two seater. Is that a one point four? Am I looking at one point four turbo from GM? Oh. Yeah, how much horsepower? Uh, one hundred eighty horses, and it's only thirteen seventy five dry weight. So that's yeah. a good horsepower to weight ratio. ratio. So that thing's quick. The rules are you register it as a motorcycle, or what do you register it as? Yeah, 34 states give us an auto cycle provision, which is basically means it's a motorcycle, but you don't need a helmet or a motorcycle endorsement. Here in California, uh, law is a little bit gray uh, on helmet, but we're, it's pretty clear on motorcycle. You don't need a motorcycle endorsement. Um, so, uh, you know, for us, the, the ultimate goal when we were prototyping is, is finding something. Our, our owner, Steve Hall... Grew up, put himself through college, white bodying Porsches, um, and uh, and just loved them. Absolutely loved them. Didn't enjoy the like maintenance required with kind of a vintage vehicle. What? But and the spark plugs are only hundred eight dollars each, and you only need twelve of them. Yeah, so yeah. why wouldn't you why like would that? You, why would you do that? Yeah, it's not a big deal. So he that's kind of what he wanted. He wanted to create the vintage feel of a uh, vintage vehicle but without the headaches we're looking at the uh, laguna it's got kind of an old porsche color on there that sort of so you got Robin's three models blue. yeah yeah um, one's electric you have an electric option yeah the electric uh, edison 2 just was released uh, that'll oh, be a series that's of different the edison yeah, yeah that'll, there'll be a, a, a number of different electric versions um, that one is uh, currently on pre-order. It'll be released in uh, starting in uh, Q3, uh, Q2. Um, but uh, it's definitely fun. It's fast. I mean, we're not we're not going after it from a green point of view necessarily. We're not going to save the world. I mean, it's got a 200 mile range on it. Uh, for us, it was a really nice power plant. Zero to sixty in four seconds. God, that was um, it was a. <clears throat> Three years ago, that was supercar. Yeah, it was almost hypercar speed. It's crazy. Yeah, the nineties. Yeah, uh, not even not the nineties. I mean, four seconds in the you know two thousand and ten was considered pretty good, yeah. pretty supercar-y. There weren't a lot of Ferraris that did four in two thousand and ten, probably. So it's it's amazing how quick everything is getting. And uh, you say two two hundred mile range, two hundred mile range on the on the Edison. One of the things that uh, we do do in supercar you know fashion is our braking, um, and that's really kind of where our center of gravity is. Uh, it really uh, gives us the ability to roll our center of gravity directly over the front axle when you slam on the brakes. And so, in consequence, what what little weight we do have is all leveraged to brake us, and we stop. Uh, stock uh, under 100 feet. If you've got the big brake package, it's under 85 feet, which is better than any vehicle manufacturer. I guess so yeah. much. Yeah, I mean, obviously, so much about braking is weight. You, you're down 2,000 pounds or more <laughs> from what is a yeah. BMW M3, right. then you're going to stop a little bit quicker and corner yeah. and accelerate. It's all weight. So, where do you guys make them? So we build uh, pretty much everything in Provo, Utah. Um, it's, uh, it's, uh, we do use uh, a lot of General Motors components, anything that needs to be reliable. Uh, as a small boutique manufacturer, building less than 5,000 units a year, I mean, we'd be crazy to build our own engine. That'd just be like, you know, yeah. just suicide. 
Um, so we, you know, use the GM engine transmission and uh, steering column. Um, and then for us, our, our um, intellectual property is really in the chassis. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we use a, a, an aluminum tab and slot process that uh, enables us to uh, really have a quick uh, turnaround on new products. So we could bring new products uh, to market pretty quickly. We, we started the Edison just a year ago, and we're already releasing it. Um, and then we're also profitable pretty quickly on that model as well. Um, so that's kind of our our niche. Is it a is it a, a renaissance like I'm picturing? You know, back in the day when the guy was just going to make his Morgan or whatever hand built something fiberglass whatever car. It's like it's just always had to get a VW Bug like for a chassis and put some fiberglass over the top right. of it or something. You get the uh, coyote from Hardcastle McCormick <laughs> or something. But with with the technology, you're talking about the sort of like the turnaround and the the aluminum and, and you know, the, the CAD computers and everything. Like one can make things now, right? Like it, you, you don't – everything back in the day was like – Every time you walked up to something where you didn't know what it was, it's like, well, it's a VW bug. You got to start with the VW bug, and then yeah. we get to whatever it was. So it just seemed like a kind of right. You'd always think that there was some other vehicle underlying that thing. Well, there was, and with. now you guys just—it's bespoke, but you can turn it around, right. right? Yeah, totally. I mean, it's it's our chassis, it's our uh, platform, and uh, I mean, we get that question quite often. Oh, is it, did you start with the slingshot? And we're like. Uh, please don't offend us, but uh, <laughs> How dare uh, you. no, yeah, it's it, it's no, it's completely us, and uh, it's it's a passion that we enjoy uh, creating, and we we hope to dominate the segment uh, over here in the next uh, five to seven years. Who is? I know you guys were uh, featured on Jay Leno's Garage. Um, I'm guessing featured in the online Jay Leno's Correct. Garage, yep. not the uh, not the uh, CNBC one. Um, who is your buyer who is your audience so our buyer um it so it's not generally the petrol heads uh we do do front wheel drive and we have an automatic transmission we offer a, a sequential bump shifter but uh our owner loves absolutely loves manual you know and so for the first five years we were mid-engined uh and uh manual transmission the dynamics of three-wheel vehicle suck in that layout they just do they just you have to have uh you have to put some of the weight back and as soon as you put some of the weight back now you're lifting tires in corners and you can't corner so in consequence we slowly shifted to front wheel drive um, which mitigates weight transfer and then uh the other factor that uh, really became clear was boomers which is really kind of who are 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 buying these they they kind of want to have a little more comfort um, and you know, unlike unlike us, where we we want the, the the complete fill and complete control of a clutch and and transmission, our market told us with sales because we offered a manual for over a year, and it only represented seven percent of total sales. Seven. Well, it is What's crazy. Wrong with people. Well, <laughs> you know, I don't know. We'll bring I one don't back. know. Like all the guys who work here, they don't. They can't drive a stick, yeah. and I'm not. I'm not angry. I'm disgusted, but I'm not. I'm not angry at them. Like I, I get them. I'm just. I'm disgusted. Every or, time like I remember I'm appalled, that, though. but I'm not angry at them. You know. Because, Every time I remember, like just a tear comes down, just one little tear. <laughs> well, they, they, they've never lived in a world that has 
you know that 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 has a manual shift. They never never. I, I guess are my kids ever going to touch a rotary telephone? And the answer is never. A manual window, roll down window in a car. Yeah, have they even seen one? Um, I'm trying to think of like. Well, I I, I have vintage cars. Yeah, but I don't know. That they <laughs> have. I don't know they have either. I, I don't but I still have. like the idea yeah. that it's 2018. If we want someone to roll it down, yeah. we have to do the circular do the move, move at the stoplight. Yeah, yeah, because the the finger looks like you're asking for a blowjob. <laughs> you're just sitting there <laughs> if at you the just stop, roll pointing up and start at your pointing. groin. <laughs> hey, man, come on. I got yeah. kids in the car too. Well, come on, let's go. <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa! None of that. <laughs> Daddy, so, what's he pointing to? I don't know. Just keep going. Yeah, I don't. I don't. I'm trying to think if they have. I'm trying to think what car you could get. Like, okay, so Lexus doesn't have Lexus and Audi and Mercedes and BMW. They have nothing with a crank. But, but can you get it. like a Chevy Spark or something? Like something Wrangler. very entry level. Jeep Wrangler. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like, yeah, maybe the Patriot. <laughs> maybe maybe a 2012 Patriot. Although the cranks break off, but that still has yeah. a crank. It's just you got to use vice grips. Well, movable windows is an option. Just movable in general. I uh, I want to do a TV show called Who Would Buy That Car? And I just drive around and because I stare at like, yeah, the, the uh, I don't know. What what does Dylan drive over here? What's that thing? Is that a Spark or something? A Metro Spark or something? Uh, he was driving a Chevy Trax for a while. Chevy Trax. Like, I just look at yeah. him and I go... Who would buy that? Why would you do that? Like everything, almost everything Jeep makes, I right. just stare at it. The guy at the other shop used to have the Jeep Commander or whatever it was, Fire Chief yeah. or whatever it was. It was like powder blue with fake induction and white four-door. And, and I would just stare at I'd it like, like every vents. day. Like, why would you do this? <laughs> Who would do this? Yeah, he was proud of that. Thing. I didn't have the heart to tell him. It's like, why? I don't know. Is is everyone like me? Every time we'd walk past that thing, you're like, this this Jeep upsets me so much. Every time we walk by. It was like $47,000. And I was like, why would you do this? And then I start getting mad at their dads. It's like, oh, my dad took me out to uh, Irvine Jeep. And we bought. I'm like, why would your dad do that? I would never do that. In a 2016, Car and Driver did a report about uh, how many cars still have like crank windows. Uh, five or six percent have manual windows as of the mm. end of 2016. Five percent have rear drum brakes. Five percent manual mirrors. Four percent manual locks. Two percent single flash turn signals. Oh. And then the one percent of the cars had no air conditioning. So I don't know which which car that was. Yeah, it's called the Corolla. Like my mom drives one. <laughs> C A R. Oh, on that list, did it say how many have manual transmissions? They're uh, they're down they're down low, man. Yeah, but I I think it's um I don't know I I guess uh, like uh, you want me to learn how to make a tie. I don't know how to make a tie. Well, we just say make a tie, but sure, kids uh, tie tie tie, a tie. tie. Yeah. Well, you make a bed. You... All right. Um, I'd like to teach my kids to drive a stick. Just to, yeah. I drove them one time in a in a car with a stick and scared them. My son, oh, we gun- must have had more than that. We've had a few cars here over the years that had manual. I threw them both in this car and I headed off into the night. And I chirped it into second. And they yelled, "You're slow down! You're going to get arrested!" Did you explain what you were doing ahead of time, or were they like, "What are you doing with that stick?" 
Uh, yeah, I, I explained that this yeah. is how it works. So what what is their? Um... I'm going to teach Sonny how to. So tie these are. Tie. I'm just going. I'm just going <laughs> to scroll through. But these are all, all the cars that still have manual transmissions uh, in 2018. Oh, so he has a few Cadillac as the ATS. Yeah, all, all Camaros have manual transmission according as an option. Yeah. As an option, well, that's good. Corvette, good. Yeah, not dead yet. Not dead yet. Good for us. Oh yeah, and the Fiesta, Focus, and the Festiva, wow. and the Fart. Everything's with an F over there. <laughs> so Daniel, what's the uh, what's the lead time? So and they are process. Are there dealers? Yeah. So the the Venice is in stock. We've got a dealer in Inglewood down there by Randy's Donuts, mm-hmm. um, and oh. so you know here locally. And then we we also we also have a dealer, Fred Cummings uh, Motorsports in uh, Bakersfield, of all places. We'll have about uh, three more dealers in California, Northern California, uh, in about three months or so. And then most of our dealers are actually on the East Coast. You know, funny enough, and the north, funny enough. the Northeast where. Are- they are, have the short season. Are people getting these vehicles as a second vehicle for like weekend kind of recreation? Are they doing it for commutes? Are they doing it for gas saving? No. Um, this is a third vehicle. This is like a motorcycle. You're, they're, right. you're, they're buying it like a motorcycle, although 66% of our customers are not motorcycle people. These are just people that uh, are having a, a late, uh, you know, resurgence of you know i want to be young again type thing and look at me and and this is their their ticket are they going out and carving up the canyon are they showing up at cars and coffee to be sort of having a conversation piece i mean my feel my feeling with like cars and coffee is even something like we talk about this all the time like something like a gold wing mercedes is as cool a piece as a gold wing mercedes is and 1.3 million bucks yeah Still a car that you see routinely, like you, every car show or most, not, not talking about stuff in Detroit, but I just mean like car shows, Pebble Beach, you know, yeah, yeah. You, every, every major auction has yeah. five of these things coming across. And so if you pull up to cars and coffee and you're going Mercedes, it's nice, yeah, but it's, it's not, cool. a, it's not a, con- it's not a conversation. Pulling up in the Vanderhall is, is a conversation because no one else is going to have one. There. Right. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Uh, if you don't like attention, I mean, this is not your vehicle. This is, I mean, it's it's one of those things where you are spending an additional twenty minutes everywhere you go because you've got to explain it. Right. Do any of them have to be registered as a car? You said in certain states, it's no. it's a motorcycle. So the difference is helmet versus not helmet, and endorsement versus non endorsement. Okay. So as soon as we get some of the states to tip to where they don't require an endorsement, those particular states will blow up with sales because, again, it's like 66% of our customers don't have an endorsement. An endorsement? Motorcycle def- endorsement. Right. I got arrested once for not having a motorcycle <laughs> license. I didn't get arrested. The guy just said, get off the bike. And I was like, all right. And he's like, you have a motorcycle license? I'm like, no. And he's like, all right, park the bike. No, I'm going to tow the bike. You're going to walk home. And I said, how about I push the bike home and promise not to ride it? And he's like, no. <laughs> no. And I said, how about I park it on that side street right there? I'll give you the keys and I'll walk home. He's like, no. I'm going to tow the bike. <laughs> and then he said, I'll give you a ride home. And I was like, screw you. I'm not riding, I'm not riding with you. Why would I take a ride with you? You're the guy who's towing my bike. I got dignity. So I just started hitchhiking. <laughs> yeah. And the guy who picked me up in a Pinto was the dude 
I think he's Samoan, but he's supposed to be Mexican, and Stand and Deliver, the movie with uh, Edward James Olmos, the uh, about Jaime Escobar, the math teacher in the inner city, and had this sort of ragtag <laughs> group of inner city kids or whatever, and he was teaching them math, and the La Bamba guy was in it and stuff like that. Uh, this guy was in that movie. Now that movie hadn't come out yet. Yeah. <laughs> he was like, but he was. It was gonna come out, and I remember he just picked me up in his Pinto. Nice. He drove me back to my apartment. We're talking, and I was like, "What are you doing?" He's like, "I'm an actor." Like, yeah. What did you do? I did a movie called Stand and Deliver. Yeah. How do you think I got this Pinto? I have no idea what he <laughs> did after that. He'd be the big husky guy from Stand and Deliver, and then. Uh, I had to go to the DMV, get a temporary license. I couldn't do the motoring license because I didn't have a motorcycle. I didn't. Have, I couldn't ride through the pylons. Yeah, my, my bike was in the impound lot. So they said, "Oh, we we'll give you a temp license." And I'm like, so I go to the DMV. They give me a temp license, and then I have to go to the impound lot and get my motorcycle again, and then ride the motorcycle back to the DMV and do the cone thing. And I'm like. Wait a minute. What is this temp license? Why is this safer than what it was <laughs> two hours ago when I was riding it, just riding my motorcycle? Like, oh, now I have a piece of paper? Like, I didn't even do anything. No. Then I took the thing back to the DMV, rode around the cones. The, the difference is, is you wouldn't got your bike impounded. Yeah. What's this dude's name? Uh, Will Gote. It is Will Gote. That's yeah. the dude. Yeah. <laughs> what? What's he doing? I don't know. I'll track him down. <laughs> Still got that Pinto? He doesn't. He doesn't have a Wikipedia, so I don't know if he did any more films after that. But I'll, I'll find. There's something. no IMDb on this guy. Uh, I'll, I'll let me check. All right. Well, while you dude. look that up, I'm going to tell you about Geico. Yeah. Everybody's got a to-do list. You know, you're dropping off your dry cleaning, you're picking up some milk, and now you should add save hundreds of dollars of car insurance to that list. You don't have to pick up or or drop off anything. You just go to Geico.com, and in 15 minutes, you could be saving 15% or more on your car insurance, or I assume motorcycle insurance that you probably need for your Vanderhall. So if you need some extra money in your pocket, this is the most rewarding to-do you can do today. Check out Geico.com. All right. You go to Vanderhall, spelled just as it sounds, VanderhallUSA.com. Look at some of that really cool product over there. Also, if you want to see it in action, you can probably just go check out Jay Leno's garage, right? And yeah. See, uh, see Jay walking around in his old denim outfit, going, "Yeah, yeah man, man, do that." <laughs> and do that. And uh, Max Pata, anything? What ha- anything with Will? Uh, yeah, it started to slow down around '93, but he was in like a, in Doogie an episode of Doogie Howser. I knew it. <laughs> I told you that. Kid, I told that kid had it. Uh, <laughs> I think he, I found a guy with the same name who says he's an actor and he's also a chef. So maybe maybe this is the same guy, but there's no picture of him. So I gotta I gotta find out. Yeah, chef's a good thing to do. Oh yeah, when you're done acting, like you're like I'm done acting, but I still want to get laid. What can I do? Yeah, chef. chef. Chef's that's the way to go. That's, that is a good that is a good gig. All right, you want uh, we? It looks like it. Looks we're, like we're now. looking at him now. Yeah. I wonder if he remembers picking me up, but because I wasn't me, so I don't know if he knows who. Right. If he's affiliating me with me, I'll reach out. <laughs> he may have heard of me. I just don't know if he knew <laughs> me was me back then. 
Yeah, I'd like to get his version of it. We may have smoked pot. Well, that's all I'll say. Uh, yes, Chris is going to find him because he's a chef now. We already know he's going to. He's working at some restaurant. Yeah, chef's going to. Uh, Chris is going to show up there and. Uh, Try yeah, I think he's f- a good chef. Yeah, Try to get yeah. some food yeah. off him. All right, Oxnard Levity Live, March fifteenth, Madison, Wisconsin. That is uh, Capitol Theater. It's April sixth. That's stand up. There's live shows everywhere. Just go to AdamCarolla dot com. We got the cruise. We've added rooms to the cruise. You can check that out as well. Want to support the show? Go to CarCastShow dot com, Facebook, Twitter, and all that kind of stuff. Matt, what do you got? Yeah, check out uh, Shift and Steer on uh, on Podcast One at iTunes Podcast, and follow me at Moderator on all social media. Love that about you, Daniel Boyer. Thank you for coming in. VanderHallUSA.com is where you can go to check out all things uh, Vanderhall. And until next time, this is uh, Adam for Daniel and Matt saying, keep the air in the spare and the bag in the wheel. For the latest updates and call-in times, follow the show on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at CarCast Show. If you'd like to write in, fill out the form on CarCastShow.com. And don't forget to give us a nice rating on iTunes. CarCast is a Corolla digital production and is produced by Chris Loxamana. For more information, visit CarCastShow.com. CarCast Show.